0: Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Jen Golbeck, and welcome to Episode 1 of Because Science. Now, I wasn't alive for the Apollo missions or the moon landings, though those are some really inspiring things for anyone who's interested in science. What I was around for was the shuttle missions, and I wanted to be an astronaut so bad. I remember, to no avail, begging my parents to send me to space camp. And I also very clearly remember the Challenger disaster, which happened when I was very early in elementary school. T minus 10, nine, radio, eight, seven, six. We have main engine start, 1. Four, And liftoff, liftoff of the 25th space shuttle mission, and it has cleared the tower. Challenger, go with throttle up. Challenger, go with throttle up. Flight controllers here looking very carefully at the situation. Obviously a major malfunction. But even after that, I still wanted to be an astronaut. And when I finished my PhD, I actually considered applying to the space program. But by that point, in 2005, the end of the shuttle program had already been announced, and the future of human spaceflight and space exploration was in question. Now, though, we have an answer. And that comes in the form of the Orion Multipurpose Crew Vehicle, a spacecraft that's going to take humans not just into low Earth orbit, but into space for deep exploration of asteroids and even Mars. I was fortunate enough to get an invitation to attend the test launch of the Orion Vehicle on December 4th at the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral. And in this episode, we're going to look at the Orion Space Vehicle and what it means for the future of human space exploration. So here's some background on Orion, what the program is like, what the capsule is like, and what's going to happen at launch. Orion was originally started in the Constellation Program. In 2004, the space shuttle was announced as a project that was being retired. It still flew for a few years after that, but we knew that we weren't gonna be using the shuttle after a while. So in 2005, the Constellation program was started and they had a goal of completing the International Space Station, returning to the moon by 2020, and eventually going to Mars. And the work started on this project. NASA wanted a reusable crew vehicle But instead of a shuttle, this is a capsule that for most people will remind them of what the Apollo capsules looked like. It's sort of a flattened teardrop shape. The idea is that that capsule would be launched from a rocket. It would take a crew into deep space, not just near-Earth orbit, which is what we could do with the shuttle, and potentially support longer missions like going to Mars. So Orion was really on its way at that point and in 2006 NASA announced that the first Orion flight with astronauts aboard would happen no later than 2014. But here it is in 2014 and we're getting ready to watch the first test flight of Orion. There's no plans to send people into space for quite a while because all the systems need to be tested in a bunch of different ways. But 2006 things were on their way. Unfortunately, in 2009, the Office of Science and Technology Policy had something called the Augustine Commission. Their job is to review plans for human spaceflight, and they determined that there wasn't enough funding in NASA at that point to continue the Constellation program. Now, if you remember, 2009, the economy was not doing that great. The government had just spent a lot of money bailing people out, was trying to get everything back on track. They decided they didn't have the money to put in to fully fund the Constellation program, and it was canceled. So a whole bunch of things were scrapped, but fortunately, Orion survived the cut. Uh, It got a new name, the Multipurpose Crew Vehicle, and it was going to be put onto a new launch system, which I'll talk to you about in a second. Orion itself, though, the capsule that will carry humans, had already been designed, they continued working on it, and that's what's being launched this time. So let's talk about what's actually in the capsule, what it's like, and what the system is that's being launched. The Orion capsule itself is designed to hold four astronauts. Sometimes they say it might even hold six. It's 316 cubic feet inside, that's the habitable space. That's tiny. It's like the volume of eight refrigerators or a couple, you know, two and a half Chevy Suburbans. And you can stay in there for 21 days. That's the mission length it can support. Uh, so I said I wanted to be an astronaut, but I am pretty sure that I need more space than the Orion capsule could give me with three other people for three weeks. In any case, you have this kind of teardrop-shaped capsule, and then it has a bunch of other parts. So that's the crew module, that part that I just talked about. It also has a an additional module that does life support and power that kind of sticks on the bottom of it. Then on the top, there's an abort vehicle. This is a thing that hooks onto the top of that crew module. So if there's a problem on the launch pad or right after launch, it can kind of grab that capsule and zoom off in one other direction to save the astronauts if the rocket that it's attached to is exploding or there's some other problem. It's pretty impressive. It does a super fast acceleration with the idea of just getting that crew away from the rocket and over water so they can splash down and survive. All those things are on the top of the rocket. And if you look at pictures of Orion, you'll see this pointy thing on the very top, and that's the abort vehicle that would carry the capsule away. Then there's a couple things stuck on the bottom that allow the entire unit the crew module, the life support module, and the abort module to couple onto the rocket. So different rockets can be on the bottom. And in the launch, we're going to go see, it'll be aboard a Delta IV heavy rocket. It's the most powerful rocket currently in use. That's not what Orion will eventually be launched from, that's what's being used for this test flight. Eventually it will go aboard what's called the Space Launch System, which is a new kind of heavy rocket that's being developed at NASA. The second test flight and all the subsequent flights with humans are intended to go aboard this Space Launch System. It's a super cool rocket, uh, and you can take a look, I'll put some links that you can go see what it looks like. But the Delta IV Heavy that's being used this time is an amazingly powerful rocket, What's going to happen with Orion is that all these things are put together, the rockets are fueled, loaded on the launch pad, and when they take off, Orion will go up, the rockets will separate, and there's a second stage that will stay attached. Orion will make one full orbit of Earth, and then the second stage will fire and push Orion out into deep orbit. It'll go through the Van Allen belts, which are these belts of high radiation, and that'll allow NASA to test how well the communications and navigation equipment, as well as anything inside the capsule, are protected against this really heavy, dangerous radiation. It'll pass through those going out and come back in, then separate from the life support vehicle. It has its own little thrusters that'll turn it around so the bottom part of that teardrop is facing the atmosphere, and then it's going to re-enter Earth. It re-enters at 20,000 miles an hour, and of course eventually it slows down. It gets enveloped in plasma because it's so hot, and they actually had to design new special heat shields for Orion to help the humans on it survive and not get overheated on re-entry. One amazing fact that I learned about this heat shield is that it's only about an inch and a half thick. I think in my mind I had this picture of, you know, a foot of really thick, Heat shield, but actually it's really thin. That's on the bottom. That's going to absorb the majority of the heat. Once Orion gets through the atmosphere, it needs to slow down more. It has several stages of parachutes that will deploy and it'll splash down in the ocean. On this test flight, it's going to splash down off the coast of Baja California, where the Navy will go find it and pick it up, put it on a truck, and ship it back to Cape Canaveral in Florida, where all of the data that's collected on the flight can be analyzed. So here we go. Here is the adventure of me and my husband trying to watch the Orion launch. (laughs) Dude, what time is it? Hang on. 3.31. Holy crap. All right, so we're in the car, it's 4.04 in the morning, which apparently is how early you need to leave to get to NASA to watch a rocket launch. I was thinking we'd leave like 20 minutes before, but apparently there's thousands of other people going to this launch. I thought we were like all super awesome to get this invitation, Uh, which, you know, we are super awesome, but not as super awesome as I thought we were. Look, there's a shrimp sale at the crab crib. Sometimes I think Ingo isn't listening to me. All right, so we're sitting out here in a field about two miles away from the rocket. It's 5.50 a.m. and we've been here for about half an hour and it was like super exciting to get on the NASA buses to come out here. It was super exciting to sit down and now it's boring to just sit here for another hour and a half, so uh, we're going to listen to cereal. That sound you hear in the background is the sound of tens of thousands of disappointed people. Actually, it's just the sound of our crabby bus, which we're on because the launch was scrubbed. So we'll see about tomorrow. The weather is supposed to be worse for the launch tomorrow, but maybe the rockets will be better for the launch tomorrow and we won't be as disappointed. I am not looking forward to another morning of waking up at 3.30, and we switched hotels, so instead of being somewhat close, we're all the way in Orlando tonight, which means a little bit trickier trip out here tomorrow, too. So we will reassess and see what happens. All right, so you can probably hear it's kind of windy. We're back out here in the field again. Uh, we had bad weather when we woke up at 3 this morning, but now they say the weather is a go. It's still windy, but maybe it's windy in the right direction. So we're going to hang out here in the field and hopefully launch right on time at 7 so we can go back to the hotel and go to bed. rocket is fueled up and ready to go and I suspect NASA will be very interested in launching today. <laughs> as soon as possible. Like that candle. Yeah, there's no people in the rocket. <laughs> <sighs> right. Thirty. Status check. Go Delta. Go Ryan. board Twenty-five. Point lock in. Two minus twenty seconds. Order. Order. Fifteen. Rope ignition. Igniters have been lit in a new era of there's some people cheering here but because we were a couple miles away it took a little bit before the full sound of the rocket hit us here it comes So I have to say that watching that rocket launch is one of the most amazing things that I've seen in my life. The anticipation leading up to it was huge because we had spent hours sitting out there waiting for it to launch on Thursday and then on Friday I think everyone had the sense that NASA was going to do this no matter what. Uh, When they went through all the checks and were giving a go everybody kind of felt like it was going to happen and then to see that huge flame when the engines ignited and the sound that this rocket made when it took off is just like the earth is tearing apart uh it's so bright and it's so huge and it's just really one of the most amazing things that i've ever seen i have always been a space fan as i told you guys but i was blown away even with my really high expectations after the takeoff everything went perfectly so all those troubles on thursday seemed to be the only troubles they had Separation went fine. Orion did a great job in its orbits. Splashdown was perfect. The landing was exactly on target. Everything deployed as it was supposed to. And so after a little bit of a delay with the rockets getting going, Orion's first test flight was a huge success. NASA's working on analyzing the data now, but what we've really witnessed here is one, huge step towards taking humans out of just low Earth orbit and again into deep space and on towards Mars. It's a really inspiring thing. And I hope that all of you will go watch some video, read some links and get familiar with Orion because it's something that we're gonna be hearing a lot about as it gets tested. And by 2020, hopefully carrying its first crew of astronauts into space. So that's it for episode one of Because Science, the new podcast. I hope you enjoyed our journey to go watch the launch of Orion. If you did, or if you didn't, please let us know. You can send me a tweet to at Jen Golbeck, and I'll include a link in the information section so you can find me. Also, please subscribe if you like the podcast, so I can see that people are actually interested in seeing another one and more in the future. I'm Dr. Jen Golbeck, and thanks so much for listening.